Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Hello and welcome into a Wednesday edition of Sports Scene ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF. I'm Steve Russell. Time to eat some lunch, talk some sports. Bennett is our producer today. He is going to get on the telephone right now and hopefully get our first guest of the day on. You know, a lot of times when a, a, a school like Florida plays a team like Charlotte, uh, there isn't the buzz like there is playing Tennessee, uh, you know, whatever, and I certainly understand that. But I want to let you know about the opponent, and we're going to talk to their play-by-play voice, Matt Swearad, here uh, momentarily. By the way, big shout-out to the Putnam County Gator Club had a chance to go to Palatka last night and talk to that group, and it was a really, really good good group and lots of good questions, and my goodness, the food was so good last night. Mm. Uh, so thank you uh, for the invite. Uh, got a few more to do as we go along this year and look forward to doing those. I always enjoy uh, those events when I get a chance to do them. So thank you, uh, Putnam County Gator Club. All right, let's bring Matt in now, and uh, he will talk to us about this Charlotte team. Matt, welcome and appreciate you doing this. Okay, Gator fan walks in the stadium and sees Charlotte uh, from what you've seen first couple games here. What 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 is the strength of the team here? What's a Gator fan likely to see? Well, you know, uh, Steve, coming into the game, going into last week, I would have said it's our defense, and I still think it's going to be, but they didn't have a very good showing um, against Georgia State last week. I uh, got a little injured against Maryland a couple of weeks ago in College Park, but got a lot of those players back minus one uh, against the Panthers, but just really didn't have a good day, especially in the pass defense. But I think if, if, if they're playing their A game and they really have to play a great game to have a chance in the swamp this week, um, it's going to be because our defense really showed up. And uh, we're bigger, we're stronger, there's more depth across the board. You know, it's just our 11th season. We just finished up, you know, last year it's our 10th anniversary so it's a young program but um, we definitely have more depth more size more speed than we've ever had before was was there a big you know with the transfer portal now you know how this is everybody can go into that was there a big roster overhaul via the portal oh yes you know um, a lot was made and, and you know rightly so with what Dion has done in Colorado but um, coach Poggi when he came here from Michigan uh, he wasn't like Deion saying, hey, you got to leave. But um, we had a, a big turnover. 52 players came in through the portal. A lot were former St. Francis players that played for him in high school. And um, and they were some were at Michigan with him, but a lot of them came back to join him for his first year with the 49ers. So there was a lot of, of new faces when I went down to watch that first practice in fall camp. And uh, 52 returners, 52 new guys. So really... Um, a much different team. What kind of a guy is Coach Poggi? He's interesting. You've probably seen some of the, uh, the press conferences he's had. Um, he's a no-nonsense guy. If it's on his mind, he's going to say it. And I'll tell you what, I, I've really enjoyed being around him. Uh, he is a, a, a nice, nice person when you get to, to spend some time with him. And he knows a lot of football. You know, two of his best friends are Jim Harbaugh, who spent time on the staff with the Michigan, and, and Coach Saban in Alabama. And here's a guy that, you know, he made a, a, a nice living in the financial world. And then, you know, he's been able to coach football 
uh, at the same time, and uh, he's just he's definitely an interesting character. Uh, from an offensive standpoint, what does Charlotte try to accomplish in terms of run pass, you know, things like that? Yeah, you know what? When we started the season, Coach was adamant that his uh, his thing was we're going to run the dang football, and uh, he just wanted to be a run, run, run offense. We got some talented backs, but uh, you know, in this day and age, you, you got to be able to throw the ball too. And you know, the first game against South Carolina State, we had success running the football, but we had to throw it um, against Maryland. Didn't have as much success. This last week, Trexler Ivy who is the number two quarterback behind Jalen Jones. Uh, Ivy was very good, uh, I would say, on on 90% of his throws. And here's a guy that never really had a lot of uh, game action under his belt. And he was one of the holdover guys that stayed with the program. But he was on time and on target with a lot of his throws, but two really different quarterbacks. So going forward, to answer your question, Coach wants to run the football. He wants to be able to you know, move the chains and take some – some time off the clock, which they'll have to be able to do against the Florida Gators. Um, but, you know, when Ivy comes in, they're going to you know, spread it out and throw it around a little bit. He's not as big, doesn't run like Jones, uh, but he's, he's a pretty good little accurate quarterback. So we're going to see a mix of both. I think the, the, the identity right now is still to be defined because Coach Poggi wants to run the football, but until you can successfully do it game in and game out, you're going to have to be able to throw it too. So I guess two quarter is it would is it fair to say it's a two quarterback system or are is it is it, right now okay yeah it is right now Jalen Jones was the number one coming in but I think in, in coach at his press conference on Tuesday he said yeah we're gonna we're gonna play them both I talked to him on Monday night and he said you know it might be fifty percent each now at some point when you when you're doing that either Ivy's gonna have to you know run the ball a little bit. Or, or Jones gonna have to throw the ball a little bit because you, you can't be that, you know, that one dimensional. And this guy's in, you know, you're gonna run it. And this guy's in, you know, you're gonna throw it. You got, you got to mix it up, and uh, we'll see, you know, how that kind of plays out against the Gators. Not really not a team you want to try and see how it plays out against, right? That defense is fast, it's good, and uh, you know, probably one of the best in the Southeastern Conference. Matt Swear is our guest here. He is the play-by-play voice of Charlotte, who will be here this Saturday. From a uh, defensive standpoint, Matt, in terms of do they play a 4-3 or a five-man front, what do they try to do there? Yeah, they've been running four, and, and you know, our edge guys are you know, the guys that he really likes. we got some linebackers that are really, really good. He wants to bring pressure. Um, Yabi Okir Noma came with him from Michigan. He was a five-star guy coming out of San Francis, went to Alabama to begin, but um, now he's with, with Coach here in Charlotte, really athletic. Um, you know, we, we had a couple of guys, you know, Miguel Jackson off the bench, gets the pressure on the quarterback. Julius Welshop, who came uh, from Michigan as well, he's a kid from Germany mm. and uh, really has a high ceiling at defensive end, 6'6", 270. Um, where we got hurt is Jalar Holly, who was an edge rusher that started the season. He was the guy that got hurt in practice after uh, week one, and he's the one that we're down. He's not going to be back this season. So, um, you know, that that's kind of a blow, but we got some linebackers, Nakai Hill Green, who came from Michigan, real smart kid. Um, he's always uh, around the football, and Prince Bima, who was a holdover, was from Gastonia, just outside of Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh, he's been terrific. So there's a lot of pieces, um, you know, between the front four and the linebackers. There's some talent on this team, uh, but I think as we saw in the Maryland game, when guys started to go down in the third quarter. Um, 
you know, we got a little bit of debt, more so than we've had in years past, but probably still not at the level of a, of a team like Florida. Uh, special teams, are they special? What do you see in, in the third phase of the game? Yeah, they've been really good. And, and what's interesting, we had a really good punter last season in Bailey Rice, a kid from Australia. But uh, he ended up going into the portal. And the guys that we have now, um, Grant Gagne is our punter. He's been phenomenal. He's a freshman. He's got a huge leg. Uh, coach brought him in. And then uh, Kunanen, who's our, our place kicker, uh, has been fantastic as well. Here's a kid that there was a walk-on, and we had a couple of guys that they thought was going to battle for that, that kicking job, and, and he beat them both out. One left the program, and Kunanen's been very accurate. In fact, as a freshman, things that you wouldn't expect to see. Last week we had a couple of timeouts and penalties on, on a – point after attempt after we had got a two-point conversion that got wiped off because of a penalty backed us up had to get that you know the extra point kick and he kicked it and it got you know called back there was a timeout kicked it again five yards deeper got called back had to do it again and kicked it again i mean here's a true freshman he kicked the extra point from like 45 yards so that aspect of of the niners game is pretty strong and then on the return game we had henry rutledge who was another returning kid, who was, who was a Charlotte kid, um, returned a punt for 58 yards last week against Georgia State for a touchdown. First ever punt return uh, for a touchdown in program history came in game number 116. And that there shows you, too, you, you look at the Gators and, and their, their history of football and the Niners and their history of football, that was game number 116. So mm. pretty wow. big difference. Yeah, no, no question. Last question for you. Um, if I'm wrong, uh, correct me. I think Charlotte began playing again in 2013, you know, Division One. So it's been about 10 years. And Mike Hill is a dear friend. Is the is the program, do you think, where it was envisioned to be 10 years ago? Where, where What's the state of the program now? Oh, way beyond it was ever envisioned to be. And I'll tell you why. Because we started football in 2013, and it was a grassroots effort from fans and alumni and students that got you know the ball rolling with this we were going to play at the fcs level and that's that was fine and we had no plans at being fbs in the near future and right when we started and brad lambert was our first head coach he came from wake forest and uh, began the program from nothing as soon as we started the uh, conference usa called us and said hey we want to send an invitation would you like to jump up to the fbs level and uh we did. So that was not in the plans. And to, to look where we are now playing our 11th season, if you watched Monday Night Football and saw the Steelers game on Monday, Alex Highsmith had the pick six at the start of the game and the strip sack that got Watt the touchdown to win the game for the Steelers. Larry Joby, who had a sack and I think a fumble recovery in that game. They were two of the – Alex wasn't on the first team, but Larry was – guys that that were brought in by brad lambert so we've really done a lot in a short period of time we've had i think six players go to the nfl those two guys are now going to be superstars and and all in a very small amount of time and you know we beat duke a couple of years ago our first win against an fbs program we are at a power five we're zero and three against teams in the sec but gave tennessee a run for their money a few years ago um in knoxville so 
you know, we'll, we'll see what happens going forward. We make the quick jump now. This is our first year in the AAC, so it's the highest level that we've played since we started. But it certainly got here very, very quickly. So if you would have told our administration, our fans, 11 years ago, hey, in 10 years, 11 years, you're in the AAC, the best group of five conference in America, and you're going to go play teams like the Florida Gators and hopefully have a chance to battle with them and not just pick up a check. They would have signed up in a heartbeat. Great stuff. Matt, thank you. By the way, Matt's uh, very talented. you got a minor league ba- baseball game to do, right? Yeah, I do the AAA Charlotte Knights. We're in Memphis, Tennessee, going to play at 1 o'clock your time today. So I'll be traveling from Memphis to Gainesville on Saturday morning. All right. Safe travels. Appreciate you doing this. Thank you. Thanks, Steve. Take care. You got it. Uh, he is the play-by-play voice of Charlotte, uh, Matt Swearat. We'll take a break. Come back. Max Chadwick, Pro Football Focus, joins us next. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center. Here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon. I'm Izzy McGarvey. After a big win in the Swamp on Saturday, running back Trevor Etienne is honored with the Doak Walker National Running Back of the Week for his career-high 172-yard performance. Freshman Jordan Castell is also honored with the Sean Alexander Freshman of the Week. This baseball offseason, the release of the top 100 MLB draft prospects includes four Gators, with dual-threat Jack Caglione topping the list at number one. In the MLB, the Tampa Bay Rays battle the Los Angeles Angels with nine games left in the regular season and look to extend their home win streak to five wins. The Rays hope to finish off the season strong going into the postseason. Live coverage starts here at 6. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Izzy McGarvey. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Hey, Bill. The good people at Southeast Car Agency in Gainesville know purchasing a vehicle is a big deal. You spend a lot of money. You want to get something you're proud to drive and something that is reliable. Well, if you're looking for a new vehicle, not the place to be. But if you are looking for the best in late model, low mileage vehicles, definitely the place to be. Because the Cousins family has been doing that for over 40 years since opening their doors. And they give you a wide variety and wide selection of vehicles to choose from because they know different people have different models they want to drive or different price points. So they do their very best to give you the biggest and widest selection possible. Go to secars.com. You can check out the vehicles that way or go see them in person at Northeast 39th Avenue here in Gainesville. When you go see them in person, make sure and tell them Sports Scene sent you to the good people at Southeast Car Agency. Is that a new car? Nah, it's my same ride. I just got the dings taken out and repainted. I got it done at Mako in Gainesville. Wow, looks sharp. I thought it was a new car. Honestly, I was shocked at how good it looks. I'd recommend Mako of Gainesville to anyone. Give your car a brand new look. Take it to Mako in Gainesville. Excellent service and a fast turnaround on quality warrantied work with 0% financing available. Visit MAACOGainesville.com or call 352-371-4251. Mako of Gainesville on Main Street. When you're in town either before or after the game and you've got an appetite, you need to get over to Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries just blocks from the stadium. Hey, it's Steve Russell. If you haven't eaten one of their Florida-raised beef burgers, you're missing out. Try their juicy chicken burger with fresh hot fries and a hand-spun milkshake as well. They also have salads and vegan options. Dick Mondell's knows better ingredients make better meals. You'll taste the difference. Walk up, drive through, or order ahead online. Open seven days a week, Southwest 4th Avenue and 5th Street. Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries. 
If you're a diabetic, we have great news. You can end the painful finger sticks with a new CGM. Plus, they may be covered by Medicare, Medicaid, or private insurance. If you test and inject daily, you may qualify. Call U.S. Med now to learn more. 800-513-1652. 800-513-1652. That's 800-513-1652. Attention, Florida healthcare workers. Hey, it's Steve Russell with money saving news for you. My Healthcare Federal Credit Union is now FICARE Federal Credit Union. Same location and great service with benefits that fit your lifestyle. Try our fixed rate Visa card, an unsecured loan, or home equity loan. Use our concierge auto buying service, and FICARE will lower your rate by 0.25%. And buy a green vehicle and save up to 0.5%. Why wait? Switch today. FICARE Federal Credit Union online at FICAREFCU.org. When severe weather hits Gainesville, WRUF's Hurricane Storm Center is there for you. For the latest information regarding severe tropical weather, listen live, online, or on the WRUF radio app. For a complete rundown of hurricane emergency services and pre-storm preparedness, check out the WRUF Storm Center at WRUF.com. A courtesy of Caribbean Electric, Conrad Tree Service, and Radiant Credit Union. Saturday on Compass Media Network's coverage of NCAA football. SEC action heats up with a battle in the SEC West as the Texas A&M Aggies host the Auburn Tigers. Hi, it's Greg Daniels. Join Chad Brown and me for all the action as these two Blue Bloods get their first taste of conference action. The 12th man will be rocking, but War Eagle is set to soar. It's Texas A&M and Auburn. If it's NCAA football, it's right here. Coverage starts Saturday morning at 1130 right here on WRUF. The Dan Patrick Show, weekday mornings at 9, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. It's the Dean of Sports Talk in Gainesville, Steve Russell, on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM, WRUF. Welcome back to Sports Scene. Always a pleasure to bring in Max Chadwick from Pro Football Focus to talk a little college football. He now joins us. Max, I guess, you know, after last week when there weren't a lot of real key games in college football, there's a ton of them this week. But I want to get your thoughts on Florida, Tennessee. What'd you see there? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks again for having me on. Sure. And, and yeah, the biggest takeaway from that Florida Tennessee game was I, I think what I told you guys last week was that Florida had to get back to its offensive identity, which is running the football. And they certainly did that against the Volunteers. Trevor Etienne had 172 rushing yards in the victory, averaged seven and a half yards per carry as well. Uh, we knew that Tennessee defense was vulnerable in the run game, and that proved true on Saturday. Uh, and Florida, honestly, I mean, they, they threw the ball on 70% of their plays in the first two games of the season. Um, and this week, they really got back to their identity, I thought. So uh, the defense played great. You know, Joel Millen really was, was held in check. Um, and the offensive line for Tennessee really struggled, too. Uh, and the 12th man for Florida really, really showed up as well. Tennessee had a number of pre-snap penalties in that game. So uh, the biggest takeaway, though, for me in that game was that Florida finally found its identity again. Uh, which is running that football. Max, I know you don't have this in front of you, and I'm not going to ask you to give what uh, 
PFF's rating is for Graham Mertz. But, you know, when he came here, there were a lot of people that were kind of skeptical because, you know, he had a, he threw a lot of picks at Wisconsin, was kind of up and down. Uh, your thoughts on him so far playing quarterback for Florida? Yeah, absolutely. So Graham Mertz, he, he, I think he's done pretty well so far this season. I actually thought his, his best game uh, was against uh, Florida uh, excuse me, against Tennessee this past weekend. And he actually, um, I have the grade in front of me, he has a 73.4 grade against Florida. Uh, the other two games he had against Utah and McNeese State were, were below 70. So he's played pretty well. I mean, I don't think he's a great quarterback or even a good one, but I think he's a guy that you can clearly win with. And um, I think he's a quarterback that, you know, if the run game is going really well, like it was on Saturday, you could do some play action with him like they were doing on Saturday as well. And the defense is going to put up so many guys in the box to defend the run that Graham Mertz, when he needs to, can make the throw. So, again, this isn't some special quarterback. He won't be a top-five pick like Anthony Richardson. But I think this is a guy that you can still win with. And I think um, he won't be a, a detriment too much to the team, I would say. But I, I do think the run game is, is the biggest part of this offense because if that's not going and if Graham Mertz has to win games on his own, that's when he gets into trouble, and that's what you saw, I guess, in the Utah game uh, a couple weeks ago. Is the SEC down this year? I think it is. I think it's a little down. I, I think Georgia, obviously, they had a kind of a scare against South Carolina this past weekend. Alabama, offensively, is an absolute mess right now. Uh, LSU, I think, is, is still really good, but they've already lost this season. Uh, I think Ole Miss is, is, is a pretty good team as well. But, you know, right now I'd probably say there's only one top ten team in the country from the SEC, and that's Georgia, who is probably the number one team in the country right now. So uh, it's still a great conference, don't get me wrong, but I, don't, I do not think this is the best conference in college football. And you can even make the argument this might be the third best conference in college football behind the Pac-12 and Big Ten this year. Wow. All right, let's flip that then, Max. What team teams have impressed you to this point? Yeah, absolutely. So there have been a few teams that have really, obviously Colorado starting off 3-0. and I don't think it's been on anyone's bingo card so far. Uh, th- that's really been impressive to me. And, uh, you know, some other teams that really look great, Texas beating Alabama was huge. I, I kind of, I predicted that would happen, but uh, it was good to see Texas, you know, finally getting it going now. So they're a team that I think could, could make a serious uh, playoff push at the end of the season. Uh, when you look at some of the uh, conferences, we mentioned about the Pac-12, and I think that conference is just loaded. I love Washington. I, I think they're well coached. Mm-hmm. Penix at quarterback. How much of a threat are they to make the playoff? Oh, a huge one. A huge one. I don't know if there's anyone that can defend that Washington offense right now. I mean, they are firing on all cylinders right now. Uh, Michael Penix Jr., depending on who you ask, is either the Heisman frontrunner or he's second in Heisman uh, for right now. I, I'd probably give it to Shador Sanders right now, but it is Michael Penix Jr. right behind him uh, in that Heisman race. And that receiving core is fantastic. Uh, and then the offensive play callers they got, too, there are phenomenal. Uh, and Ryan Grubb, who's the offensive coordinator that a lot of schools, I think including Alabama, tried to poach this offseason. And then Kalen DeBoer, the head coach, is I think one of the best offensive minds in the sport as well. So you got great offensive minds coaching you. you got one of the best quarterbacks in the country. And you got one of the best receiving cores in the country. That's a recipe for an extremely explosive offense. And that's exactly what we've seen from the Huskies so far this season. Max, if Tucker is let go at Michigan State... How good a job is that? 
Yeah, that's an interesting question, Steve, because obviously they already informed him that he will be fired. Now he's got seven days to, to come back and, and present a case as to why you shouldn't be fired. But I think all signs indicate that he will be out at Michigan State. Uh, and I think that's a job that, it's an intriguing one. Obviously, it's a Big Ten job, which is good. Um, and this is a team that a Michigan State program now, they have been down in the last couple of years, but they have consistently, uh, you know, before that, been a, a top 25 team, and sometimes even a top 10 team. And, uh, you know, a few years ago, maybe longer than that, but like seven, eight years ago, they were a playoff team as well. So clearly it, it's possible to win in East Lansing. Um, I don't think it's a top 25 job in the country, but I do think it's one that a lot of really, really good head coaches would be interested in, uh, going into the offseason. All right, let me get your thoughts on a couple of key games here this weekend. Florida State-Clemson. Yeah, that one's going to be interesting. You know, Florida State did not look good last week against Boston College, the team that I'm really, really high on in Florida State, but I was a little little worried about that game. And if Florida State, in my opinion, if Florida State, besides just completely screwing up like they did against Boston College, if there's any ACC team that can match up with Florida State I do think it's the Clemson Tigers because Florida State's biggest weakness right now is their run defense, and Clemson has a really, really good run game. And then also on the other side of the ball, Florida State obviously with all the weapons they have on offense. Clemson has the defense that could pretty much match them. So this is a dangerous game for Florida State. If I'm a Seminole fan right now, this is the game I'm most scared for in the ACC more than any other game because I do think Clemson matches up the best with Florida State. But I do think Florida State – will come out on top in a, in a very close one. Also, it's in Death Valley, too, which is uh, not great for the Seminoles either. And then I, the one I want to ask you about, it, which really intrigues me, Ohio State has sputtered offensively, and Notre Dame has sputtered a little bit defensively. I think this is at Notre Dame. What do you see? Yeah, this is going to be an interesting one. Uh, Kyle McCord, you know, the raw stats might not show it. The raw stats paint a pretty uh, pretty picture for him so far this season, but I don't think he's really filled in C.J. Stroud's shoes that well at all. Right now he only has a 65.1 passing grade. Uh, he has not played great, and they played a weak schedule so far. They played Youngstown State, they played Indiana, and Western Kentucky. Now they got Notre Dame, and Notre Dame's defense actually has the lowest passer rating allowed so far this season in the country. So wow. Uh, I'm excited for that. I think Notre Dame's offensive line against Ohio State's defensive line is the matchup that I cannot wait to see because um, they have loaded players on both sides of the ball. And if Notre Dame's O-line can't hold up, it's going to be a long day for their uh, their offense. But with Notre Dame, and I trust Notre Dame a little bit more offensively right now, and I like Notre Dame's defense, I think the Fighting Irish are going to pull off the upset. I got Notre Dame winning that one, 30-27. I think it's going to be a close game, but uh, – I, I, it's a coin flip for me, but I, I do think Notre Dame is going to pull off the upset this weekend. Max, as I always do, I think of one more thing before I let you go. Um, <laughs> I, I asked about Tennessee, but I want to ask mm. you about Florida now. You know, given what you saw with Florida, has your outlook on the Gators changed? Do you up the win total? What do you see with Florida now after beating Tennessee here? Yeah, absolutely. I think this is the top, you know, the right number 25 in the AP poll right now. I have them exactly there, too, in my rankings. So um, I always was a little higher on the Florida Gators than a lot of other people. I thought they had some serious talent, and I think that Utah loss is more about coaching uh, than anything else as we already went over. But, again, this is a, this is a brutal schedule for Florida. Uh, it doesn't really get much easier from here. Uh, this is probably still a six- or seven-win team if I had to uh, if I had to guess. But, again, that, that, that's – 
really good in after that Utah game, you know, I would have maybe said they're going to go four and eight this year. So a six or seven win team, I think making a bowl game, I think a lot of Florida fans would probably take that right now with the team they got. So uh, I, I still think this is a six or seven win team, but I do think this is probably a top 25-ish team in the country right now. Okay. And as always, Max, where can people see your work? Absolutely. You can find it at pff.com. And also I host a podcast called Preferred Walk-On. Uh, we're actually just about to record our preview episode for this Saturday. So check it out on YouTube and where we get your podcast. It's called Preferred Walk-On. Well, hopefully we can talk next week because after all these big games this week, a lot of the dust should start to settle here. I always appreciate you being here, Max. Thank you. Of course. Thanks so much, Steve. Max Chadwick, Pro Football Focus, talking a little college football. 1230, time check brought to you by Hayes Chillery. We'll open the phone lines for you at ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. From the heart of campus and the College of Journalism and Communications on Stadium Road, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. I'm not exaggerating when I say this. QC Kinetics can change your life. You can live again without that chronic joint pain and without drugs or surgery. Hi, it's Steve Russell. QC Kinetics is advanced regenerative medicine. They take your body's own concentrated healing properties and put them right into your joint to restore and repair that damaged tissue that's causing all that horrible pain. The patient satisfaction reports are astonishing. Finally, a real alternative to the old ways of dealing with pain. And unlike surgery, no downtime with QC treatments. If you have constant pain in your knees, hip, shoulder, or back, you need to call and get a free consultation from the medical professionals at QC Kinetics today. Imagine this fall, moving around pain-free, doing the things you love again like walking, hiking, and playing with grandkids. Call QC Kinetics and see how the latest advances in precision regenerative medicine can attack your pain and bring you lasting relief. Now with clinics in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages, 352-400-4550, QC Kinetics. Here's the kickoff, and this game is underway. Can't make it to the game? This season, make sure you get the best at-home experience with video and audio from Electronics World. EW features big-screen HD TVs and projectors from Sony and super sound from Yamaha, Sony, and Marantz with speakers from Bowers and Wilkins, Geff, and Martin Logan. See and hear for yourself. Visit Electronics World in Gainesville or online at electronicsworld.net. When you're in town either before or after the game and you've got an appetite, you need to get over to Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries just blocks from the stadium. Hey, it's Steve Russell. If you haven't eaten one of their Florida-raised beef burgers, you're missing out. Try their juicy chicken burger with fresh hot fries and a hand-spun milkshake as well. They also have salads and vegan options. Dick Mondell's knows better ingredients make better meals. You'll taste the difference. Walk up, drive through, or order ahead online. Open seven days a week, Southwest 4th Avenue and 5th Street. Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries. We all need somebody to lean on, somebody to trust and support us. At Radiant Credit Union, we believe in being that support for our members and our community. We're not just a credit union. We're here for our members in the North Central Florida area, and we want to help make your financial dreams a reality. When you open a free checking account with us, you can forget about monthly fees. You can even earn up to $300 just for joining. Visit RadiantCU.org community and let us support you on your financial journey. Federally insured by NCUA. Conditions apply. See website for details. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. Today, increasing cloudiness later on in the afternoon. It'll be warmer and more humid. High temperatures should get into the upper 80s. Tonight, we'll have a chance for scattered downpours and thunderstorms. It'll start to get breezy along the first coast. 
Then tomorrow, low pressure should parallel the first coast. We'll have scattered showers and storms throughout the day inland and east toward the Atlantic. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Megan Borowski. You love the Gators. But how well do you know your gators? The HBC wants you to show us with your visor's vision. Every week, Coach is giving an autograph visor and a $50 gift card away to Spurrier's Gridiron Grill. All you have to do is log on to WRUF.com and guess the total combined points that will be scored in the current week's Gators football game. The closest one to the final tally, without going over, will win an autograph visor and a $50 gift card, courtesy of Spurrier's Gridiron Grill. And it's only here on your home for Gators football. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. From athlete activism to athletic achievements, we have you covered. Your home for every important sports story. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. This is the voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. And that aforementioned Sean Kelly here tomorrow live. Uh, we're going to only be on until 1 o'clock tomorrow because of coverage of Rays baseball, but he'll be here live uh, beginning at 1220 to take your calls, questions, and comments. All right. We'll open up the Clear Sound Audiology phone lines for a while here. 392-8255. You may email us at srussell at wruf.com. Gator Man, what's up? What's going on, Steve? Hey. A great win on Saturday, but I'd like to... Give a top ten list to the Gator fans. I got the top ten reasons the Gator fans need to lay off dollar bill and just let the season play out. Number ten, coaches call plays and players make them. Number nine, didn't didn't inherit a gold mine. Number eight, he is recruiting at a high level. Number seven, play one game at a time. Number six, dollar bill is a great evaluator. Number five, let dollar bill build this thing right so we can at least enjoy ten or twelve years and not one or two years. Number four, stop worrying about what the other coaches and teams are doing. Number three, DJ Lagway is on the way, and he brings a lot of ballers with him. And number two, the players are really starting to trust the Napier process. And number one, you can't change coaches every other year and expect to get on top no time soon. So let Dollar Bill do his thing, and the Gator Nation will be all right. Steve, you have a good day. All right, Gator Man, thank you. William says, not sure if you've seen the snap counts from Tennessee. What a drastic change from the Mullen era. Castell and Mitchell played every snap. James and Williams played nearly every snap. Very little rotation in the secondary either. Defensive line saw a ton of rotating, which we expect. Would love to know your thoughts on the lack of rotating at most positions on defense. Very little of this was done at the wide receiver position as well. Personally, I love it. Guys are starting for a reason. Totally agree. Totally agree. And I said that. Uh, in a different way, but making the same point, William, when when you have receivers, right, and you could, I mean, look, you do have to rotate them somewhat, but you want your best players out there. And Florida did that, and you also want, in the offense's case, target your best players. If Ricky Pearsall's your best receiver, target him the most, and that's what's happened. So I totally agree. Uh, with that. Uh, Woody, hello. Yeah, hey, Steve. Thanks for taking my call. Um, 
Yeah, I think it was yesterday you were asking um, if the win over Tennessee changed uh, us fans' outlook on, uh, you know, yep. the coach and, uh-huh. and the team. And for me, not really, because uh, for once in my Gator life, I'm going to do like Mark Wise says and uh, let the season play out. This is this is kind of a wait-and-see year for me. And um, I've, I've been thinking that it, the over and under for me was 7-5. Uh, and five. So, yeah, beating Tennessee, I'm pretty excited about that, and maybe it makes me a little more optimistic that uh, they might win more than seven games. But uh, I'm still kind of just uh, watching to see what's going on. I still don't really see, like, uh, I don't really know the coach all that well. You know, I haven't seen a pattern. We kind of knew what Coach Spurrier would do. You know, we kind of kind of knew what other coaches would do. So it's still too soon for me, I think, because, you know, he's still getting his players in and, and but I'm kind of optimistic about the guys, especially the young guys, uh, making plays. The new guys that have come in through the portal, the defensive linemen and stuff like that. So uh, so far, I'm kind of encouraged. I, I was really frustrated after the Utah game. Uh, my phrase was "same old crap," making mistakes, just looking kind of kind of sloppy on offense. You know that kind of stuff. Defense looked pretty good. So I just decided I'm just going to kind of watch and see. You know, I hope uh, you know we'll see a little bit more. Uh, Downfield passing, for instance, against Charlotte, and uh, and I, I hope against Kentucky will play a little better in a away hostile environment. Just want to see progress. I'm kind of hanging with that, you know, trying to be reasonable. I, I hear you know? a lot of people talk about the downfield passing, and I sort of get it. But once again, what defense are you going up against? Yeah, exactly. I actually am pretty, pretty um, uh, pleasantly surprised at uh, Graham Mertz's play. Uh, I've seen him move his head and find the open receiver. Uh, I've seen him. Uh, hey, we're not doing this play because they're not they're not following Pearsall. I'm throwing the ball to him. You know, uh, quick decisions hasn't made a lot of mistakes. Moving on, moving, not taking sacks. Uh, didn't know he could do that. Because uh, I didn't see much out of him, I didn't watch him a lot. I'll admit, didn't watch him a lot when he was, you know, at Wisconsin. But um, wasn't impressed. And so I was thinking, oh, this is a guy just filling filling the spot until a young guy can can you know take it over. But um, he's been better than I thought he would be, and so have several of the other guys. Um, okay. So I'm I'm a little encouraged, but. Um, you know, I still say that's a pretty dang tough schedule. You beat Tennessee, but you could just as easily uh, get surprised by Kentucky. Oh yeah, uh, you know, oh, yeah. you know. So, so I figure game by game, I'm trying to be like that. I looked, you know, uh, I looked like everybody else and said, "Oh, holy cow, uh, we could be six and one, five and one, whatever it is when we play uh, Georgia." And then I thought, "Nah, let's not get ahead of ourselves. These guys are still trying to figure it out." So that's kind of what I'm trying to do. Just kind of hang in there and watch. All right. Woody, thank you. Appreciate your call. 392-8255. You can email uh, srussell at wruf.com. Steven says your guest, Max, said Gator fans would be satisfied with six or seven wins still. Do you agree? Uh, I guess the I guess the key word there is satisfied. I don't think you're ever satisfied to win six or seven games. But that was what a lot of people thought the total would be, satisfied or not, based on talent, schedule, you know, whatever else. I think that's what he was trying 
to say. But no, if you're going to use the word satisfied, Stephen, no. Brian says, how about Wyatt Langford going four for five in his AAA debut? Any chance he gets called to the show? I would say no, but yeah, I saw that too. And I mean, he's, he's raking wherever he plays. Uh, it's been a remarkable run through Texas's minor league system. Um, Mark says, Max praised Merch's ability to complete throws off of play action against UT on Saturday night. According to the SEC stats on Twitter or X, Mertz had zero completions off the play action against Tennessee um, vertically. Okay. Why is it a big deal about vertically or horizontally? Why is that? If, if you're successful in one game going horizontally, then you take it, you put it in your hip pocket, and you move to the next game. Maybe this next game, because of what Charlotte does, they give you more chances to go vertically. I, I don't understand nitpicking. The object of a game is to win it and to win that game by whatever means are necessary. And I can tell you this. If Florida goes to Kentucky and they don't run the ball a lot and Merch throws it 35 times and they lose, what's the first thing I'm going to get on a postgame show? Oh, they ran the ball against Tennessee. Why did run? I mean, th- that's just how it is. So could that be a problem down the road? Maybe. But let's see if it is. Uh, Mike. It'll be interesting to see if the Gator defense can play with the intensity we saw versus Tennessee without the best fans in the country motivating them. They're going to play here this weekend. I don't know why the fans wouldn't motivate them here, unless you mean going on the road. Uh, He says the Orioles are the best team in baseball. They played a much tougher division. Besides Baltimore, the other teams in the American League East are 50 games over 500. National League East, besides Atlanta, are 10 games below 500. Easy to look good versus bad teams. Well, what matters now is what you do in the playoffs. You can give me numbers till I'm blue in the face. The Braves might have a weaker division, but if the Braves beat a team that's like the Orioles, that have, does that matter? It matters head-to-head, but I get the point. 1244, time check brought to you by Hayes Jillery, ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Izzy McGarvey. Tonight, the Rays host the Angels at Tropicana Field. With a win, the Rays can extend their home winning streak to five games. With a playoff berth already clinched, the Rays hope to gain momentum going into the postseason. The Angels, on the other hand, are looking to break a six-game losing streak. Live coverage starts here at 6. Here in Gainesville, local high school volleyball is back in an action tonight. Oak Hall Volleyball hosts St. Francis and Buchholz hosts Gainesville High. Florida soccer continues Southeastern Conference play this week. Hoping to continue a win streak against Tennessee, the Gators soccer team travels to Knoxville to battle the Volunteers. Kickoff is at 7 p.m. tomorrow. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Izzy McGarvey. ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Palatka has the Road Heaver Boys Ranch. It is a terrific local charity. 
And like a lot of other charities, they do very, very nice work. What they specifically do, they help at-risk young boys from difficult home backgrounds find their way again. And they do it by making them earn it. They take your unused or unwanted vehicle donations of just about any kind. They give these vehicles to these kids, and then they repair them. They fix them. They then resell them. This is how they learn real-life skills, and it does support a really good cause. It's one of the very best charities in the entire state of Florida. So if you have an unused or unwanted vehicle of just about any kind, please consider a donation to the Road Heaver Boys Ranch. It is a tax-deductible donation. If you want more information, Google Boys Ranch Palatka or go to rbr.org to learn more. College football season is here, and there's lots of great plays being made. Hey, it's Steve Russell. Let me tell you about one of my favorite plays when it comes to my automobile. I take it to Dave Mays Automotive. Why? Because I trust the team to treat me and my vehicle with respect, integrity, and honesty. If you're tired of being treated like a number at the chain stores, make a great play and head to Dave Mays Automotive, located at 2905 Northeast 19th Drive in the industrial complex behind the Sunnies on Waldo Road. Brakes, AC, oil changes, tires, engine and transmission work, and of course, their famous bug check. Modern to import, diesel trucks and fleet service, they do it all. Learn more at DaveMaysAutomotive.com. Dave Mays Automotive, we get the bugs, all of them bugs, out of your car. Hey, North Florida, let's party! Join us at Polaris of Gainesville Saturday, September 30th at 11 a.m. for a day filled with huge sales, fun, and big giveaways. We're launching the all-new 2024 Polaris Expedition Ultimate UTV, which is the hottest machine on the market. You've got to see it to believe it. Take a demo ride, enjoy some free food, music, games, huge blowout sales pricing, and even a show-and-shine competition. Also, we're excited to announce Polaris of Gainesville is the second stop on the Toy Soldier Poker Run. So come out and support the kids in our community. That's Saturday, September 30th, starting at 11 a.m. Bring some friends. Everything is on sale to, to save, save you thousands, thousands on boats, ATVs, UTVs, motorcycles, and more. It's the biggest sales event of the season. You won't want to miss it. Polaris of Gainesville, easy to find on US 441 between Gainesville and Alachua. See you there. For more information, visit PolarisofGainesville.com. Driving a truck or bus is a very demanding job. It can keep you on the road for long periods and at night, which can affect your sleep quality. Sleep loss or fatigue can cause symptoms similar to impaired driving. Get enough sleep before you drive. Be aware of signs of fatigue, such as frequent yawning, heavy eyes, or blurred vision. Don't keep on trucking when you're tired. Take a break. Don't drive drowsy. For information, visit flhsmv.gov. Brought to you by the Florida Highway Patrol, Office of Commercial Vehicle Enforcement. The school year is back, and no one does after school like Okito America. Martial arts, Spanish classes, art classes, science classes, sports programs, and free transportation. Classes for ages 5 and up. Okito is an open learning environment. Locations at 6900 Southwest Archer Road, 7420 West Newberry Road, and now open in Alachua. Hurry, sign up at okitoamerica.com today before after-school classes fill up. That's okitoamerica.com. Hey, it's Steve Russell with money-saving news for Florida healthcare workers and their families. 
My Healthcare Federal Credit Union is now FICARE Federal Credit Union. A different name, but same faces, same location, and same great service. Does your current checking account pay you? FICARE will pay up to 5% with no monthly fees. I've been with this credit unit for over 30 years, and I can't say enough good things about them. Switch today, FICARE Federal Credit Union, online at FICAREFCU.org. From athlete activism to athletic achievements, we have you covered. Your home for every important sports story. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Sports Scene with Steve Russell continues here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. And on your phone with the WRUF radio app. We do our best to highlight some of the uh, area high school football games and programs and coaches. Tomorrow, Santa Fe is taking on Gainesville High School. Santa Fe High's coach Joe Zemanski now joins us. Joe, it's good to have you. Thank you for doing this. Uh, I, I guess early on you knew you were going to have a young team, and I guess it's at, at times youth is being served, huh? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We are. Uh, we got a, a great group of young men over here. We are. We are very young. Uh, but their attitudes, their work ethic, they're all working hard and uh, and looking for that first win tomorrow night. I know your last game against North Marion looked like there was some improvement both defensively and offensively. Did you see that? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. They uh, they played really well uh, last Friday against North Marion going down there. Um, on both sides of the ball, we, we've made some corrections, and, and they're learning. It's a, it's a learning experience. We don't have a lot of guys with a lot of game experience on varsity. So. When you look at games, you see Ian Scott's team, what do you see on tape? Uh, they are a, a well-coached, uh, pretty well-disciplined team. Uh, I noticed a big difference in watching GHS from last year and this year and just their uh, discipline and their uh, – the way they the way they are coached and um, and how they're going to go about trying to to beat us tomorrow night, Coach. When you took over at Santa Fe, I mean, sometimes you you bring different defensive philosophies, different offensive philosophies from you know predecessors. There was that the case when you came in. Um, when I came in, we uh, we we want to be a we want to be a power spread team. Uh, we want we want to be able to spread the ball out. Um, at the same time, we want to be able to run the ball, too, uh, with powers and counters and those kind of things out of the gun. And I guess – and sometimes when you implement something new, it just takes a little time to, for the kids to adapt to it, right? Well, and it does. It, it, it takes a little bit of time. And, and like I said, we, we – half the kids we have have very little varsity game experience. Um, and they're playing really hard, um, and, they're, and they're growing. Every, every week we're getting better. Defensively, I know you've seen an improvement as well uh, from a, a, a schematic standpoint, Coach. What do you try to employ defensively? Uh, schematically, we are a, a gap sound team. We want to be gap sound, um, so everybody's got you know their gap responsibility, and we have our uh, our option relationships. Whether you know, not a lot of people run true triple option anymore, but they run zone read, which is the same thing. Yep. So we have to have our, our option responsibility, know, know who has the quarterback, who has the running back, who's got the pitch or the bubble screen for the triple part of it. A lot of people do those things. So uh, we, we, we try to focus on that and, and doing our job first and then helping our buddy. 
Coach, when you have a young team like this, uh, sometimes it takes a while for leaders to emerge, especially when you know, you're not winning early. Have you been satisfied with the locker room, satisfied with the leadership on this team? Um, you know, the, the locker room has been great. Like I said, their attitude and their positivity, um, these young men are coming up, showing up every day, doing what we ask them. Uh, so that, that part's been good. We are, we're still trying to develop some actual leadership from these young guys. I think it's, we've got leaders, but with their youth, I think it's, it's, they're hesitant to step up and actually voice that leadership, um, because we are so young. Last question for you. Um, a lot of people don't realize, you know, at the college level that they, there's the transfer portal, but in high school, mm-hmm. you know, you can transfer and go to whatever school you want to now as well. Are you a fan of that? <laughs> I am not. Uh, I think it's we're the only state that allows it. And I I, is that I, true? I, think, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if you look at all the, the surrounding ones, it's it's – it's a lot tougher. Georgia, they have to sit out a year. Wow. Okay. So, but uh, yeah, we're we're the only state that allows it. I'm I'm not I'm not a huge fan of it. I don't find many coaches that are a huge fan of it. Uh, but it it is what it is, and we we've got to go with what we've got, and and try our best to keep our kids and keep coaching them up. That's all you can do, Coach. I appreciate your time. Thank you a lot. We'll get you back on as the season right. progresses here and. We'll see how you do tomorrow against Gainesville. Thank you. All right, thank you. You got it, Coach. Thank you. That's Joe Zemanski, coach at Santa Fe High School. I did not – you know what? Doing interviews, I learned – I did not know that. I did not know that Florida was the only state that allows that. I, I just assumed that was – like Transfer Portal is, you know, in college. Very interesting. Um, and, and I'm going to say this. It, it's affected some schools. It's affected some schools in a positive way, and it certainly has affected some schools in a negative way. I'll just leave it at that. Uh, 3928255, you can email srussell at wruf.com. Cornelius Ingram will join us at the uh, top of the 1 o'clock hour. Uh, two Gator grads be playing this weekend. Cornelius Ingram, Willie Jackson, Jr., We'll be playing each other. Hawthorne and P.K. Young will be facing each other. That'll be interesting to see what transpires there. Uh, We'll get Porter to end the hour. Porter, hello. Hey, Steve, I wanted to call in just because it was fresh on my mind coming off the interview. Um, you know, back in back in our day, it was one of the things about transferring and zoning for your particular school, and it was a big, um, you know, controversial issue back then. I can certainly see both sides. Just off the top of my head now in today's, uh, you know, society as we are, I'm kind of inclined to want to favor the players. And my, my point is that the players in, in high school especially only have a very limited window. And if uh, you happen, if it happens to be a De'Eric King and a Kyle Trask uh, at the same place, um, not getting exposure, who knows what, you know, what would have happened to Kyle if uh, he didn't get uh, an opportunity. So if you have two players the same, I don't know what the, the player has to do. I mean, obviously, you can stick it out. There might be an injury, this, that, and the other. But, you know, if you've got two guys in the same class as a senior coming up, 
uh, transferring to a place that needs you to be on the field. I, I'm, I'm inclined to just off the top of my head, I'm inclined to, to favor the player on that. I just wanted to throw that out there and get other people's opinions. Thanks. Uh, go uh, well, hold on before you go for it. How many high schools, okay. how many high schools no. have that luxury? Not, not many, but that's the point. If somebody's in that situation, what are they supposed to do? Uh, a lot of, a lot of schools would need a quarterback. I understand the other side of being, you know, uh, uh, uh the, the wild west and, and, you know, Buying whoever, buying whatever you get, and I, I see that certainly. And you know, but but just off the top of my head, it, it's a major thing for the for the athletes that they don't get a chance to show. I mean, who knows? You know, yeah. I, I, I just I just don't. In being here a long time, and having coached in the area too, I don't know very many cases at all where you had without transferring, where you had two quarterbacks that were you know Division One prospects. I, 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 I'm not saying it's never happened, but it's rare. But sure. the, the rules are what they are. Be, I mean, it could be other positions, too. Sure, of course it is. Not a problem, yeah. but, you know, if it's just, you know, there aren't that many balls thrown in the air. You get two wide receivers out there, and especially at a, you know, mid-level high school, one might not get a chance to show, and he may end up at a, uh, a school that doesn't get to show his talent and not show up in the, in the major, I mean, in the, in, in the NFL. Who knows? Right. I mean, I'm just, I'm just playing the other, the other side. Thank All right, you. Thank you. Well, here's a perfect example. If you're playing for a smaller school and you're a receiver, well, a lot of times the best athlete goes to quarterback, whether that's his position he wants to play in college or not. But let's just say you're playing receiver at a small school and your quarterback isn't all that good. Well, or you don't throw – oh, they it's a running offense. <clears throat> okay. You want to transfer to a school that – Kind of slings it around a little bit. I get it. I think what's happened, though, the unintended consequence is it's made two or three schools really strong and some other schools with a big talent drain. But that's another topic another day. Hour one is in the books. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. WRUF Gainesville, U251CG Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Wow, Total Wine really does have everything. I found your favorite bourbon, an awesome vodka, oh, and Ruthie. Uh, Ruthie? That's me. Always happy to help. Honey, Ruthie found that amazing Cabernet you loved. Oh, yeah. That Cabernet was really good. And we have it for the lowest price in town. We've got to get another bottle. So glad we found Ruthie. With the lowest prices for over 30 years, you'll always find what you love and love what you find. Only at Total Wine & More. Drink responsibly. Be 21. Wendy's new breakfast two for three dollar biggie bundles let you create your own delicious combo. Choose from a sausage biscuit, egg and cheese biscuit, small seasoned potatoes, and a medium hot coffee. But it's obvious which combo's the best: sausage biscuit and small seasoned potatoes. Well, maybe it's the fresh cracked egg and cheese biscuit with a medium hot coffee, or two savory sausage biscuits. Yeah, whichever you pick, you can't go wrong. Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's new two for three dollar biggie bundles. Limited time only. U.S. price of participation may vary. Not valid in a combo. Single item at regular price. 
supplies. The Florida Department of Corrections is hiring. You could earn a starting salary of almost $50,000, plus up to a $6,000 hiring bonus at select institutions. We have immediate openings throughout Florida. No experience is necessary and all training is provided. Officers receive a salary and are immediately eligible for benefits, including health insurance and the college tuition waiver on day one of your new career. Text apply to DCJOB or visit FLDOCjobs.com to apply today. International Diamond Center's values are so compelling, it's not unusual to see people here that are not local. Every day, we have people that drive an hour, an hour and a half, even two hours. IDC owner Keith LeClaire. People are willing to drive because they've heard it's not a typical jewelry store. For example, did you know IDC has one of the largest selections of luxury pre-owned Rolexes in America? Thousands of hard-to-find Rolex watches, Submariners, Daytonas, Pepsis, Batmans, all in perfect condition. We scour the world to find only the most pristine, super clean watches. We only carry the creme de la creme. And like everything else at IDC, these watches are at a price that's guaranteed to give you maximum value. We price them to win the customer, not lose a customer. International Diamond Center. For pre-owned Rolexes, exquisite rare diamonds, premium designer jewelry, and exceptional white glove service. You're going to want to come to IDC. It's worth the drive. International Diamond Center in Celebration Point and online at shopidc.com. Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Welcome to Hour 2 of Sports Scene for this Wednesday. Bennett is our producer today. We thank you for making time out of your busy day to listen to us. It's been a good first hour. Had uh, Joe Zamansky, the football coach at Santa Fe High School, with us. Also, Matt Suera, the play-by-play voice of Charlotte, Florida's next opponent here in the Swamp, and Max Chadwick, who covers college football for Pro Football Focus. Next up, Cornelius Ingram, coach over at Hawthorne. Hornets 4-0. As I mentioned earlier, two Gator-wide receivers going at it. Cornelius Ingram, <laughs> Willie Jackson Jr. How about that, CI, huh? Yep, 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 yep. Should be a, should be a fun one. I actually saw... Saw Willie early, early um this week, and uh, we talked about the game a little bit. But um, definitely, definitely somebody I looked up to um, when I was coming up out of high school. Uh, you guys have, I think, scored over forty the last three games here, and you you mm-hmm. always try to play a challenging schedule, CI. So assess where you think your football team is <clears throat> right now. Um, I think we're in a in a really good place, uh, Steve. Uh, I mean, this past Friday night's game against a, a, a really tough opponent in South Sumner, um, we we faced some adversity early. We were actually down at halftime, and um, you know the kids just continue to believe. Once we got in the locker room, um, everyone was still upbeat. We felt like we left a lot on the field, um, and we made some adjustments. And we definitely capitalized on them uh, in in the second half. But uh, you talking about having some key players out with injuries, um, you know, this past game, CJ turned his ankle uh, by our first offensive possession, and you know we were able to get some great yards out of our running back. Well, I think he rushed over two hundred yards. Um, young offensive line um, continue to improve after every game. Um, that's what it's about. Uh, of course, our defense has, has been playing lights out. 
But um, the the offense uh, making adjustments and, and being able to run the ball with a young offensive line was was big for our win uh, on Friday. See, how much did you have to replace from last year? Because you, you you mentioned a couple uh, places where you were young. Yeah. Did you yeah. have to replace yeah. a lot from a year ago? <laughs> uh, especially up front, uh, you know, two. Um, offensive tackles who, who are, you know, at a Division One school right now. Uh-huh. And you talk about replacing them with, you know, 14-year-old freshmen. And, you know, so it, it was it was a big drop-off, but we felt like we had a, a really good offseason with them. Um, of course, the, the, the more games you play, um, the more reps you get, you improve. Or you, I mean, I feel like you get better. And our kids, they, they don't have a choice with myself and this coaching staff because – um, we put a lot of time in in our individual periods where we're able to kind of talk and teach and then, you know, see if they can go out and, and, and do everything we just talked about. And uh, it's important to get those reps. So we've been in four games. I think all of our guys up front um, has improved tremendously up front um, after each game. And we feel we feel really good where we are right now. You know, you told me at the beginning of the year – that you know this this group here didn't win anything. You know that was last yeah. year. This year, yeah. this group hadn't won anything. Do you get mm-hmm. the sense that they that they are that buying into that? That you know we're kind of forge our own history and forge our own yep. way with this group. Yep, absolutely. Um, and I can tell you know just by you know of course the entire team, but there are certain individuals that 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 stands out. You know whether it's a walkthrough, whether it's practice. Um, whether it's games, um, you know they've they've taken they've taken that personal, and um, I think that'll help us um, finish the season the right way. It'll help us also in the playoffs uh, because a lot of these kids, you know, don't get me wrong, they had a lot to do with us winning the state championship last year. But most of the time, you know, you know, people would always put that state championship on that senior class. So a lot of these kids. Um, you know, want to do something special. Um, and we're definitely taking one one game at a time, even though we feel like we have a, a, a good chance to make a, a long playoff run. Uh, but but uh, love coaching these guys. Um, great group. They're really close. Um, and I just feel like if we stay that way and, of course, continue to stay humble and healthy, that we'll, we'll set ourselves up. What do you see with Willie's team? Man, they're athletic, man. Uh, Of course, you know, he's a receiver, so he wants to throw the ball. Uh, They're big up front. Uh, You know, and Willie and I were on the same coaching staff uh, 2019, 2018. Uh, So uh, he's always been fun to work with. Um, You know, I I do understand that it's a process. You know, just watching them on film, they're also getting better uh, every single game. And – you know, knowing Willie, they don't have a choice over there either. So uh, uh, they're flying around on defense. They definitely have some really good players. So uh, we got to go locked in and, and, and take care of our business because uh, I think it'll be a great, great crowd over there at PK. Um, but our guys, they'll be ready to play. You know, I got to ask you about Florida's win over Tennessee. What'd you see? Man, we look great. <laughs> we look great against a, a, a really good football program. Uh, I was interviewed after the game on, on 
after my game on Friday night and the reporter, he, you know, we talked about our game and he asked, you know, give me your predictions about, you know, the Tennessee game, Florida and Tennessee game. I, was like, well, I mean, we're going to win. You know, I felt good that that uh, even even with the Utah game, and we kind of spoke spoke about this when when I was on one of the, the shows earlier with you. I, I, the play calling I felt like was was really solid. Um, we were putting drives together. Uh, I think we had a couple of false, false starts to kind of you know mess the drive up, and then even on the defensive end. Uh, the first player of the game, you know, we had guys in the right position. They were in the right place, just really didn't make a play on the ball. So we were close in the in the very first game, even with Utah. So, you know, you fast forward to, to Tennessee and you have two weeks to, you know, get ready for, for, for them. Um, defense flew around. Man, I, I saw a lot of positives uh, with, with this team. And, you know, I believe in Coach Napier. I believe in the staff, the guys that that's that's over there playing right now, um, and he's he's still working on his culture. But uh, we still should have a good year. Still okay. should have a good year. And uh, you've had a good year so far, and we'll see what happens when CI's Hawthorne Hornets take on Willie Jackson Jr.'s PK Young Blue Wave at PK this weekend. Always appreciate you, CI. Thank you. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me, Steve. You got it, CI. Cornelius Ingram. He's just done a tremendous job at uh, Hawthorne, his alma mater. Good to see that. All right, the rest of the day, it's us, 392-8255. You can email uh, Russell at wruf.com. Uh, before I go further, uh, I was very saddened today uh, to read of the passing of Buddy Tevens, uh, who was the head coach at Dartmouth. Um, Buddy was an assistant here uh, for a time, and if you listen to this show uh, throughout the years, you know he's been a guest here a few times. Number one, couldn't find a nicer guy. You, you just couldn't. And he really did, you can Google this, he really did some interesting things uh, when it came to uh, trying to cut down on injuries. Uh, they, a lot of times at Dartmouth, they didn't have – live hitting they used uh uh not dummies but different things to simulate things and they were scoffed at but their injury rate really dropped and he buddy was asked he spoke here and buddy was asked to speak at a lot of different places across the country uh to discuss what they had done there at dartmouth in trying to cut down uh on the injuries so um, just a really, really good – he'd been in the bicycle accident and uh, was trying to recover and could not. So condolences to Dartmouth today, condolences to Buddy's family uh, at the passing of truly a really, really uh, good guy, and uh, he'll be missed. Todd says, you mentioned that Milton's nowhere near as good as Hooker. I agree. Most of America can see that. But to have Fowler salivate and jump on the UT bandwagon and salivate over Milton after that first TD pass – they made it the point to remind everybody how he won the starting job from Hooker and how well he can play. I'm so glad Florida got him again. Same with Colorado now. It's sickening how much media commentators are drooling over Dion and company. Do you sense obvious bias in commentators, specifically Daniels, Nestler, Fowler? Those three always seem to point out fault with Florida. Todd, I think that's one of those conspiracy theorist things. Uh, 
I don't get that sense. Now, I must tell you, if it's a home game, I'm here. So I don't hear what they say. But I've never bought into the fact that, you know, th- th- there's a bias. I mean, could, could, could a commentator be guilty of maybe overhyping? Yes. Because part of their job is to hype the game, is to hype the broadcast, right? That's part of what they do. So I think there's some of that for sure. I'm not so sure there's a bias against anybody. Uh, Don, hello. Hey, Steve. How you doing? All right. Uh, you was talking about the high school transfer, and I just thought about when you had uh, Cornelius on. They they have benefited a lot from that high uh-huh. school transfer portal. Yep. So, yeah, I just wanted to mention that to you. They've lost kids, too. But, yes, they have benefited from it. Okay. Oh, we lost the call. Uh, William says, what's the latest on Stucky's injury? Um, on Mary Wise's show, she said that she's probably likely not to come back from the injury this year. So it looks like, uh, at this point at least, she will not uh, be back. Uh, let's see. Joseph said, I'm sorry, BB says, uh, whether it's an unthinking fan exuberance over the Tennessee winter closet racism, making comments that build up our current white quarterback Mertz, at the same time denigrate uh, African-American Anthony Richardson's intelligence doesn't just border on racism. Those offhand comments jump right into the quagmire of racist stereotypes and soak in all of racism's ugliness. It's a poor reflection on Gator Nation and the person, not Anthony. I'm not quite know what he's referring to specifically there. Um, But I will, after the break here, uh, point something out that I did find interesting on ESPN's website. 115, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon. My name is Agent Carmona. The Gator softball SEC schedule was released today. Florida will kick off their year with a series against Alabama. The Gators will travel to Tuscaloosa to begin the season on March 8th. The Florida men's tennis team kicks off their season tomorrow at Battle in the Bay in San Francisco. The Gators are coming off of a 14-14 record in 2022 in which they made the NCAA tournament for the 31st straight year. The season will mark head coach Adam Steinberg's first with the program. In the majors, the Tampa Bay Rays will host the Los Angeles Angels tonight at 6.40. The Rays will look to win their second game of the series after a 6-2 win Tuesday. Tampa Bay is currently two and a half games behind the Orioles for first place in the AL Conference with 10 games left in the regular season. You can tune in here for live coverage at 6. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Major Carmona. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. At the Woods- I've got some money-saving news for you for Florida health care workers and their families. My health care federal credit union is now FICARE Federal Credit Union. A different name, but the same faces, same location, and same great service. Does your current checking account pay you? FICARE will pay 5% with no monthly fees, and that helps you save money. I've been with FICARE for over 30 years. I can't say enough good things about them. So, think about switching 
today to FICARE Federal Credit Union online at FICAREFCU.org. That's FICAREFCU.org. Stove and Fireplace Center, there's always excitement around football, family, and the first hint of the fall season. Family owned and operated since 1975, the Wood Stove is the area's premier dealer of wood, gas, and electric stoves and fireplaces. Visit our showroom today to see our large selection of contemporary and traditional styles. Give your fireplace a facelift with our custom glass doors, screens, tool sets, and more. The Wood Stove and Fireplace Center, downtown Gainesville, or visit woodstoveflorida.com. Nothing's better than taking to Florida's waterways with family and friends. But some boat operators don't realize that bow riding is extremely dangerous. It can lead to tragic accidents if someone falls overboard because of speed or direction changes. Be sure your passengers sit only in manufacturer-designated areas while underway. Their safety is your responsibility. Safe boating is no accident. To learn more, visit the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission at myfwc.com. Pregnancy can be an exciting time, but for many moms, it can mean feeling anxious, depressed, confused, or overwhelmed. Either during pregnancy or after having your baby, you may not quite feel like yourself. If you're experiencing these feelings, you are not alone, and mental health issues can be treated. Talk with your OB or connect with a mental health provider in your area by visiting flbhimpact.org. This message is supported by the Health Resources and Services Administration, the Florida Department of Health, the Florida Association Broadcasters, and this station. Scott Coldwell, your home sold guaranteed realty, is teaming up with the Rock Program, benefiting underprivileged students during Give for Marion Days, September 19th and 20th. Please consider a donation in any amount online at therockprogram.org. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is keeping you in on all the action. New customers can bet just $5 and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Plus, all customers take advantage of two new offers every game day this September. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. You can sign up using the code PATRICK. That's code PATRICK only on DraftKings Sportsbook. And sign up $5. You can get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, licensee partner Golden Nugget, Lake Charles in Louisiana, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility terms and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Follow ESPN Gainesville on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Stay up to date with the latest information, interviews, stories, contests, and events. We are 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. This is Gatorhead football coach Billy Napier, and you're listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. All right, a little more than half an hour left today. Just don't want to hear from you. 392-8255. No controversy today. Everything's good, right? Gators beat Tennessee. Everything's right with the world for a week. I get it. Um, William says, Kentucky's offensive line's only allowed three quarterback sacks so far this year, even though they haven't played a tough early season schedule. Pretty good. Yeah, it is. And if you recall last year, 
with Kentucky's offensive line. They were horrible. Even with a, a Will Levis-type quarterback, um, wasn't very good. And they do, see, they do seem to be better. But again, they, they, not that Vanderbilt's great, but you are playing an SEC team this week. And we'll see if those uh, numbers uh, hold up, so to speak. Um, what I wanted to bring up, if you are a reader of ESPN.com, um, they have something called Anscape, which has columns and articles um, that slant towards African-American issues. And it's interesting, their headline here is, Deion Sanders transforms Colorado into black America's team. And at first blush, when I read that, why do we have to go there? But I see the point. You're talking about a city in Boulder, Colorado, that has a, from what I understand, not a very high percentage of African-American population. And yet, because of what Dion has done there, good, bad, wrong, right, if you're sick of him, you know, whatever, uh, he has done that. African-Americans, entertainers, rappers, movie stars, whatever, they're, they're just fawning over Dion there, and it has changed that. So it's interesting reading uh, if you want to go there and see that. All right, let's get some calls, I hope, here in the last 35 minutes of the show or so. Uh, tomorrow, only an hour. Rays baseball tomorrow, but the voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly, will be here tomorrow. Friday, Herm Edwards, the coach from ESPN, will talk a little national football league with you. Uh, he'll be here. And then we're going to get an early start next week to Kentucky week. I'm going to try to get some Kentucky people on here uh, early in the week to look ahead to Florida and Kentucky, which is very big. It is a very big game. And look, can anybody really tell me? I wonder if a Kentucky fan would say today, we have confidence we're going to go to Vanderbilt and win. I wouldn't put money on that game for them to win. I think they're going to, but I don't, if they didn't, it wouldn't shock me if they didn't. By the way, really bad news for uh, C.J. Gardner-Johnson. Um, they thought he would have a season-ending uh, injury. Uh, he, tore, he tore a pec muscle during their loss to Seattle. But now... Uh, Dan Campbell, the coach, says they hope to have him back before uh, the end of the season. But you know, they went out and got him and very excited to get him. And uh, it's tough when uh, you, know, you, you have a guy that you get and you're kind of counting on go down in a hurry. Uh, that's not good. All right, let's see here. Friday, prognostication Friday. I gotta, yes, we're going to have that. And man... There's some good games to pick this week. There haven't been great games, but there's some good ones this week. 
Uh, as you just heard on one of our sports updates, the SEC softball schedule was announced. Florida begins conference play the weekend of March 8th. Right out of the chute, they got Alabama on the road. Yeah. And then they have a bye week. They don't play the week of the 15th to the 17th. And then they open up the home schedule in the SEC the weekend of March 22nd when they host Kentucky. So the full schedule is available. Tony, welcome. Hey, Steve. What's up, man? Hey. Um, you, you know, we could look ahead, obviously, because we're not players and we're not coaches, right? But uh, I was looking ahead myself a little bit to that Kentucky game, and um, I was looking at this Akron game some here. And I got to tell you, Steve, the quarterback, Leary, he took some hellacious fits in this game. He even got knocked out in the middle of the fourth quarter, came back in later on to finish the game off. But he took some massive hits in this game. He took a blindside hit that I'm surprised he he, he was still in the ball game. It, it was vicious. So I think that offensive line is still very suspect. Their schedule has been awful um, to this point. So this is a game coming up in a couple weeks, you know, that Florida really has to establish back some type of control over Kentucky because the last few years it's really it's really been uh, out of hand, don't you think? Yes, uh, and for a guy in, in Stoops who sort of values, you know, running the ball, line of scrimmage play, before last year their offensive linemen were actually pretty good. But it, but it's it was awful last year, and it's a little better, I think, this year. But to your point, uh, there's still some issues, no doubt. Yeah, for sure. Also, real quick on the Deion Sanders thing. You know, I really wanted Steve to root well. Not wanted to. I was rooting for Colorado for Deion the first couple of weeks. I thought it was a great story, you know, because they were picked to be so awful. But – I tell you what, what, Steve, I was put off by his post-game press conferences the first couple of weeks. The way he was talking, it was like I found it disrespectful to other black coaches in the history of college football because he kind of made it seem like if he was the first college football coach to be black ever. And uh, I just found that very off-putting, some of the things he was saying. So uh, I kind of jumped off that bandwagon real quick. Um uh, and unfortunately, I wish I did it because I think it's a really, really cool story. But uh, he really just put me off, Steve. That's how I see it. Well, he is polarizing. There is no question. But it's hard to argue, at least short term, with his success. And he has energized a program that's been bad for a long time. And that he should oh, yeah. get credit for. There, there's, I mean, and he has assembled a really good coaching staff. If you look at who's on his coaching staff, it's really good, Tony. And yeah. he's he's not stupid. He's you know he he's a smart guy, and he assembled a really good coaching staff. Those kids have bought in. His kid at quarterback is wonderful, terrific player. Now, though, we'll see this week when they play in Oregon. You know how good they really are. We'll we'll find out yeah. soon. Steve, are we still scheduled to play? Didn't we have a home and home with Colorado in the twenty thirty? I believe so, but I but don't hold me to that. 
but I don't think Deion Sanders will be playing. I mean, he'll be coaching there then. Yeah, that's true. Either way. All right, Steve-O. Take care, okay, buddy. Talk thank to you, later, you Tony. Appreciate it. 128, time check brought to you by Hayes Chillery, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. This is Hub Brown, Dean of the College of Journalism and Communications here at the University of Florida, and you are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Hey, Steve Russell here. I want to tell you about the Road Heaver Boys Ranch in Palatka. This facility houses at-risk young boys from troubled homes and is sustained by donated cars, trucks, boats, RVs, or any vehicle. Donations are tax-deductible and go a long way towards helping these boys learn real-life skills by repairing the vehicles and reselling them. The Road Heaver Boys Ranch has been helping boys for over 70 years. They need your help. So please consider donating your unused or unwanted vehicle. Google Boys Ranch Palatka or go to rbr.org and learn more. We know that we can depend on Gator Nation to step up when you're needed. The Roadheaver Boys Ranch has been helping at-risk young boys from troubled homes for over 70 years, and they need your help now more than ever. So please consider donating your car, truck, boat, RV, or any vehicle to help these boys. They learn real-life skills by repairing them and reselling them to sustain the facility. Donations are tax-deductible. Cash donations accepted also. Google Boys Ranch Palatka or go to rbr.org to learn more. Thanks again. Hi, this is Dr. Art Mowry of Exceptional Dentistry. Listen to what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. Dr. Kim is so, she's spiritually and uh, personally and physically a beautiful person all the way around. That's what I admire most about her and that she's up on the latest techniques and everything that's going on in the field that I feel a lot of confidence and, and I just, I enjoy being around her and talking to her. How about Dr. Art? Well, I think the biggest thing is that, that he stays so far ahead of everyone else technically. You know, you, you don't worry about what he's doing in your mouth because it is the best. This is Dr. Kim Mowry, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at ExceptionalDentistry.com. That's ExceptionalDentistry.com. When you buy a diamond at International Diamond Center, you can bring it back a year from now, trade it up to a bigger one, and get 110% of your original purchase price toward the new diamond. You pay me $10,000 for my diamond. When you come back and you want to trade it up, you're going to get that $10,000. Plus, we're going to give you a bonus of $1,000. IDC owner Keith LeClaire talking about IDC's industry-leading diamond trade-up policy. So you're getting 110% on what you paid for that diamond. Who else does this? I'm going to pay you more for that diamond than you paid me in the beginning. The 110% upgrade is just another thing that separates IDC from the rest. We stand behind what we sell. We know what we're selling, we believe in what we're selling, and we know the inherent value of that diamond. At IDC, your trust means everything. We want you to feel that you can buy with confidence. International Diamond Center. Highest quality, insane selection, guaranteed best value, full transparency, and the strongest consumer protection warranties in the industry. Our job is to keep you as a customer. International Diamond Center at Celebration Point. Looking for your next career opportunity? The Florida Department of Corrections is hiring throughout Florida, offering a competitive starting salary of almost $50,000, plus up to a $6,000 hiring bonus at select institutions with a range of comprehensive benefits. As a correctional officer, you can start a stable career with competitive compensation in a controlled, team-oriented environment. No experience is required, so kickstart your career today and make a positive impact on your community. Text APPLY to DCJOB or visit FLDOCJobs.com to apply today.
from the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. Today, increasing cloudiness later on in the afternoon. It'll be warmer and more humid. High temperatures should get into the upper 80s. Tonight, we'll have a chance for scattered downpours and thunderstorms. And they'll start to get breezy along the first coast. Then tomorrow, low pressure should parallel the first coast. We'll have scattered showers and storms throughout the day inland and east toward the Atlantic. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Megan Borowski. This is the Swamp. Snap back, looking left. Throws. Intercepted oh. Florida gets the stop. Florida clashes with the Charlotte 49ers inside the Swamp. 15-10 to the house. Touchdown, Gators. Kickoff is set for 7 Eastern, 6 Central, with pregame starting at 4 Eastern, 3 Central. Right here on your home for Florida Gators football. We are ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Coming up at four, it's the tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley. Right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. And on your phone with the WRUF radio app. And now, more sports scene with Steve Russell. Here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. And online at WRUF.com. All right, let's get some calls to end our show here. Don't forget, tomorrow, only on till 1, Voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly, will be here tomorrow. Look forward to having him here. Your questions, calls, and comments will be given straight to him tomorrow. And then Mike Hill, who is the athletic director at Charlotte. Mike was a longtime administrator here at Florida. He'll be with us tomorrow to talk to you about things from an athletic director's standpoint. In the meantime, we'll talk to Andrew. Andrew, hello. Yeah, I want to talk about uh, today. Your guest Max, he's like, uh, he's like, Mertz is okay, and he gets a rating of a seventy-two. <laughs> and then, like yesterday, uh, uh, one of your emailers or something said our our offense is inadequate. Some YouTube channel said it's inadequate. It's like, where are all these? Like, where do people get this from? Is it when did uh, football turn into? like a bunch of ratings, like Mertz seems to know what he's doing. Yet he's just okay to some of these like YouTubers and stuff. Well, I can only speak to pro football focus. They do, they analyze every play. So they have people that know what they're doing that do that. And even in the NFL, you see QBR quarterback rating, right? So that's, that's being done now. Whether an offense is adequate, inadequate, I think is subjective, right? Bottom line is scoring points. That, that, that's what an offense is to me. But if you're going to, there's, there's different degrees of this, Andrew. If I said to you, uh, what is Florida's accuracy rate on passes 30 yards or more? Well, somebody has a stat for that, okay? What is Florida's uh, rate of scoring a touchdown when they start from their 20 yard? I mean, there's a stat for everything nowadays because you can do it. So you take all that stuff with a grain of salt. Yeah, but do you think they kind of overdo it? And it's kind of no. like, hey, watch. No, <laughs> no, because some people are into that. Some, some numbers people are really into that kind of stuff. So it just kind of depends on, you know, what you want to do. Yeah, but uh, most people that watch the game would have said Mertz did good, don't you think? I mean, I don't know what they're watching. <laughs> well, 
once again, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. There are some people who thought Florida didn't throw the ball downfield enough. There are some people who thought Florida was too conservative. So that's what you get when you have X people that watch a game. Everybody sees it through a different lens. All right, thank you. Okay, Andrew, thank you. D, hello. Hey, what's up, Steve? Hey. Uh, I want to hit on the Dion thing right quick again. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I think, Steve, you know, some people can't look beyond the persona, uh, you know, the hoodies, the sunglasses. That That's all for marketing, Steve. That's that's marketing. But I, I heard Lewis Riddick say this. Uh, I think he, I forgot what show he was on, but he said, you know, that's the Dion marketing side. But he said when it comes to coaching, he is – very old school and you know did, did you hear what he uh yesterday in his press conference when they asked him about Komani McClain no he they said what what's holding him back he said himself now this is a guy that we had a meltdown over because we didn't sign and he thought he probably thought he was just going to go in there a five-star number one uh cornerback and go in there and start but Dion said no He's like, we, we, uh, we're doing cornerback by committee. Who, whoever shows me what's the best in practice is going to play. So nothing is, is, is given. Everything is earned. And I think that is lost in all the hoopla and the hype. And I understand what Tony was saying. But look, man, dion has been get, taking shots from all these other coaches and all these media people. So what do you think he's going to sit back and not take it? Of course he's going to respond. And, and if he wins, then he's, that, that's the way. That's the way it's going to be. Man, he's going to let everybody know, whoever doubted him, uh, what what time it is. So you know, when you get nine point three million people and all those were not West Coast viewers, I was up. You're doing something right, man. Like I said, everything this guy touches the gold, and to, to me, it's great, man. I'm, I'm watching every Colorado game. I'm tuned into it, and I, I can't get enough of it. Here is, I think, what's going to be for me the determining factor with him, okay? Longevity, does he keep it up? Does he keep bouncing around? I said this earlier, and I'll say it again. He's not stupid because he's hired a terrific staff that can coach. I mean, he gets all the publicity, but if you look at the assistant coaches he's hired, D, they're really good, and they know their stuff. So, again, it goes back to your point about his acumen and putting together a good staff and then going out and because of who he is, right, getting some terrific talent. We'll see now. You know, because, look, there are a lot of people that are sick of him, and I get it to a point because, I mean, I'm a little sick of him. But it doesn't mean I don't think that he's not done a good job in turning that around. I don't mean that he hasn't and that he will. I think he will. But – now you start to see, you know, when you start playing the big boys, where they truly are. Right, but Steve, let me ask you. Dion isn't asking game day to come there. He's not asking Fox Big Noon kickoff day. He's not asking for this all this attention. It's it's the media. The media is grab. It's a story. The and the and the media is always going to gravitate to the hot story. So I don't know how you can blame Dion for all this attention. No, no, I'm not blaming him. I never used the right. word blame. I said I don't, I'm sick of it. That that because I, I and I would say that if it was Billy Napier or I mean, there's just so much of one person I can take. Now, does his personality sort of lend to that? He's one of those people, D, 
right or wrong, you either like or you don't. Right? That's just how it is, right? I respect him a lot as an athlete because that speaks for itself. You know, what he's done thus far as a coach. And look, let's be honest about this. Let's take Deion Sanders' name off this. If, um, oh, I'm trying to think. Think of a mid-level coach that went to Colorado and did the things that Dion has done. You know, would that coach get as much rep? Probably not. No, because <laughs> because Dion is who he is. So he's only using the things that help get him to where he is. And there's nothing wrong with that. Yep, marketing. Yep, yeah, good, that's Dion. part of it. Okay, thank you, <laughs> D. Appreciate your call, uh, Byron. Hello. Hey, Steve. Meanwhile, I love your show as you, of course, but uh, D and Tony, man. Tony, uh, these guys need to be sports reporters. And D, man, you should write for a magazine or something yourself, man. But they're really intelligent calls, Steve. And I'm not going to try to follow D, but I do watch Colorado with interest. And, Steve, uh, real quick, uh, we we, we get carried away with football, Steve, and try to make it into these extra nose. And I, I don't know how to rate defenses, but Steve, the Jaguars had the ball first and goal on the one-yard line. I don't think they ran it one time, and they didn't score. Maybe a field goal a couple times. Steve, just should the Jaguars have a running game and be able to pound the ball in with ETN and and, and win at Florida? But just just real quick, what would the Giants or the Jets done with that? And thank you, Steve, and go Gators. Okay. When Byron calls, he always asks like 63 questions, and I probably remember two of them. Um, look, every every team is different in what they do, right, philosophically. If, if you don't have a power run game, now look, in the NFL, would you think you could probably pound it in from a yard out in four downs? But how many times have we seen where they try it and it doesn't work? So, once again, when it works, you're a great play caller. When it doesn't, you can't call plays. That's the nature of the beast. And I was, I was a bit surprised. I don't know if the Chiefs' defense was better than I gave it credit for or the Jags' offense wasn't as good as I thought it was. I thought they were a little off the other day. I think that'll get straightened out. And once again, I think the Jags have been a victim of what they did at the end of last year, that they're just going to waltz out there and win 12 games. Well, they still have offensive line issues. They're not good on the offensive front, in my opinion. And Mike DiRocco, my friend who covers the team, shares that view. So if it starts up front, then maybe you can't run the ball as effectively because of that. But there's a whole lot more football to be played. Uh, I was waiting for somebody to ask this. Uh, Jeff says, uh, will Brady go to the Jets? No. But I wish he would. I wish he would. What I don't understand, and I'm not in the Jets' front office, and I don't know what they're draft thing is for next year you are basically throwing all of your eggs 
into a Zach Wilson basket where I think those eggs are cracked. I didn't like him when he was selected, where he was selected, as high as he was selected, and he's proven that, at least to this point, he's not very good. And the Jets have a championship-level defense, although Dallas did a nice job last week. Dallas right now, today, today, might be the best team in the NFL. Today. Doesn't mean two weeks from now, but they were uber impressive against the Jets the other day. And you know who coordinates that defense, don't you? Dan Quinn. Yeah. So Micah Parsons is a beast. That's a good group there. 145 time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. One segment left. Still time to hear from you. ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. Gainesville Sports Center. Here's what's trending now on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon. My name is Adrian Carmona. The Gator softball SEC schedule was released today. Florida will kick off their year with a series against Alabama. The Gators will travel to Tuscaloosa to begin the season on March 8th. The Florida soccer team will travel to Tennessee tomorrow for a match against the Volunteers. The Gators will look to get back on the win column after suffering two straight losses to Florida State and Missouri. In the majors, the Tampa Bay Rays will host the Los Angeles Angels tonight at 6.40. The Rays will look to win their second game in the series after a 6-2 win Tuesday. Tampa Bay is currently two and a half games behind the Orioles for first place in the AL Conference with 10 games left in the regular season. You can tune in here for live coverage at 6. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Major Carmona. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. The old way of living with diabetes is a pain. You've got to remember to do your testing and always need to stick your fingers to test your blood sugar. The new way to live your life with diabetes is with a continuous glucose monitor. Apply a discrete sensor on your body and it continuously monitors your glucose levels, helping you spend more time in range and freeing you from painful finger sticks. If you are living with type 1 or type 2 diabetes and you administer insulin three or more times per day or use an insulin pump, you might be eligible for a CGM through your insurance benefits. U.S. Med partners with over 500 private insurance companies and Medicare. We offer free shipping, 90-day supplies, and we bill your insurance. Call us today for a free benefits check. 800-513-1652. 800-513-1652. That's 800-513-1652. Hey, Bill, is that a new car? Nah, it's my same ride. I just got the dings taken out and repainted. I got it done at Mako in Gainesville. Wow, looks sharp. I thought it was a new car. Honestly, I was shocked at how good it looks. I'd recommend Mako of Gainesville to anyone. Give your car a brand new look. Take it to Mako in Gainesville. Excellent service and a fast turnaround on quality warranted work with 0% financing available. Visit MAACOGainesville.com or call 352-371-4251. Mako of Gainesville on Main Street. The school year is back, and no one does after school like Okito America. Martial arts, Spanish classes, art classes, science classes, sports programs, and free transportation. Classes for ages 5 and up. Okito is an open learning environment. Locations at 6900 Southwest Archer Road, 7420 West Newberry Road, and now open in Alachua. Hurry, sign up at okitoamerica.com today before after school classes fill up. That's okitoamerica.com. 
Do you wish you could take half the week off by Wednesday? At Spurrier's Gridiron Grill, you can do just that. Every Tuesday is Martini Tuesday, where you can enjoy a handcrafted martini for 50% off. Wednesdays, get half off any bottle of wine up to $75. And if you make it through the whole week, we have the best brunch buffet and bottomless mimosas and Bloody Marys in town every Saturday and Sunday. Spurrier's Gridiron Grill, part restaurant, part museum, all good times in the heart of Gator Nation. Attention, Florida healthcare workers. Hey, it's Steve Russell with money saving news for you. My Healthcare Federal Credit Union is now FICARE Federal Credit Union. Same location and great service with benefits that fit your lifestyle. Try our fixed rate Visa card, an unsecured loan, or home equity loan. Use our concierge auto buying service, and FICARE will lower your rate by 0.25%. And buy a green vehicle and save up to 0.5%. Why wait? Switch today. FICARE Federal Credit Union online at FICAREFCU.org. Inside the Huddle with Steve Spurrier, Shane Matthews, and Steve Russell. Tuesday morning at 11 a.m. right here on WRUF. This is Corey Brewer, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. Welcome back to Sports Scene, our final segment today. Don't forget, tomorrow... 12 to 1, the voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly here, former Gator administrator and current Charlotte AD Mike Hill will be with us tomorrow as well. Andrew joins us now. Hi, Andrew. Hello, Steve. Talk about the Charlotte 49ers uh, for, for just a brief period here. What I noticed when I looked at their roster, and I do that with just about every upcoming opponent the Gators play, they are, in my opinion, the perfect example of what the uh, transfer portal can or maybe cannot do. And the, the, the Ross. This is a required monthly test of the emergency alert system. Had this been an actual emergency or a dangerous situation, official messages and directions would have followed the alert tones. This test is brought to you by the Florida Division of Emergency Management, the Florida Association of Broadcasters, and your local broadcast station or cable provider. This concludes the required monthly test. Not as many, yeah. but there were transfers. No. So how did they get to know? Same thing, same way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, according to their, the voice of the uh, 49ers, that gentleman, uh, they were said they had you know some good running backs, and I don't doubt that one bit. But I looked at their third down conversion, and it's uh, just a hair under 25% uh, for the three games they played. What what do you think about what does that indicate in your opinion? Uh, well, it's, I mean, I'm I'm not being a smart guy here. It indicates that they have. Now, I don't know what's down in distance. That's the first thing yeah. comes to mind. Okay, mm-hmm. are okay. they not converting yeah. third and two, or they're not converting third and eight? You know, third yeah, and eight is much harder to convert than third and two. But mm-hmm. the, I, any coach would like would tell you 
that they want that percentage to be, you know, a little higher, of course. Yeah. Okay, go Gators. Thank okay. you, Steve. Thank you, Andrew. Appreciate your call. Yeah, they do. They have a kid from Stark, from Bradford. Uh, Dante Balfour is there, uh, who came from North Carolina. If you look at their roster, uh, they do have uh, they have Derek Boykins, who came from South Carolina. Um, they've got the kid Jaden Bradley, who came from Pittsburgh. Uh, Clowney came from Ole Miss. Uh, one is from Minnesota. White, I think, is a receiver. I think he's from Minnesota. Uh, Steven Johnson, quarterback, is a Tennessee transfer. So, yeah, they have they have gone the transfer route with a new coach to see if they can get better in a hurry. John says, Sanders is amusing, annoying, polarizing, as a one-loss record, including Jackson State, indicates a more than competent coach. He's just like he was as a player when, despite all the flamboyant behavior, was by some accounts an unselfish teammate and a positive locker room presence. His coaching, for all the bluster, does seem to be grounded in old-school fundamentals. Steve Spurrier became a focal point of media spotlight with his comments about FSU, Tennessee, and Georgia that took the focus off the players, allowed them to play relaxed and confident from the beginning. Spurrier set championship goals and instilled that confidence in his players. Well, I can tell you who was a big fan of Deion Sanders, one Steve Spurrier. Adrian says that's why when you have a highly drafted quarterback, all the indications to be a bust, you should get rid of him altogether. This is about uh, the Jets. Human nature is to always think you were right. The coach and GM will give the quarterback more opportunity than they deserve and set the franchise back. I think that's what's going to happen to the Jets. Would have happened to San Francisco with Trey Lance, uh, but they got good fortune with Purdy. Yeah, they did get good fortune. Imagine that, the last pick in the draft is the starting quarterback for the 49ers. That's pretty amazing. Uh, let's see. Steven says, did you see where the Patriots fan died after being punched twice by a Dolphins fan in the stands? I didn't see that. He was a 30-year season ticket holder. You never know where ugliness is going to break out. Yeah, that's sad is actually what it is. Uh, let's see. Tampa Mike says, got a chuckle at some fans. I hear quite often we have to throw down field. Have a quick strike offense. To have that, you have to have superior talent, both at quarterback and receiver. Most any coach or team out there would like a quick strike offense, but it's not magically achieved. Give Napier time. He may get the talent to that point. You might say we have a quick strike back. Can you say Etienne? Yeah. I mean, and that could change to Montreal Johnson uh, in another game. Williams says, how much pressure is there on Fisher to beat Auburn this weekend? There's going to be pressure on him almost every week if and until he turns things around. I mean, Auburn is a school that, you know, with a new coach trying to establish what Hugh Freeze does, you would hope you take advantage of that as A&M because you have established your culture at least a little bit. So, yeah, but I mean, look, he he better win eight. I think that's the magic number. Jonesy says, since the beginning of the season, which side of the ball has improved the most, the offense or the defense? The defense. The defense. That you can see, see the change. They know, for the most part, they know what to do. 
They know where to go. They get their signals in quickly. There's not any of this looking around stuff that we saw about arms up in the air. What do we do? What do we do? There's none of that. They, so that, that in and of itself has approved. Um, so, yeah, that is, that's what I think. Now, the, def- the offense has been up and down. And look, a young defense is going to get, uh, you know, victimized a little bit. But I think it's good. And they'll get tested when they go on the road. Florida State's a very high-powered offense if they stay healthy, right? So LSU, high-powered offense. Arkansas, high-powered offense. So those are schools that will, that should test this young Gator defense. Uh, okay, two more emails here to end the show. Uh, <clears throat> Jesse says, uh, point spread for this weekend, have you seen it? No, I don't actually look at that. Um, I imagine it's a lot. Oh, I know it's a lot, but I just don't know what it is. I, I'm not a betting guy, so, you know. Now, one thing I do notice sometimes, if you're playing a good team and say on Monday it's a nine-point spread and then by the end of the week it's five-and-a-half, that's a trend. And Vegas is pretty good, generally, about stuff like that. So, you know, that that I look at more than what the point actual point spread is. And then uh, Tom is the final emailer. He said, big Jags fan. He said, if you had to rate the three Florida teams right now, one, two, three, what would you do? Ooh. Dolphins, Jags, Bucks, in that order. The Bucks have won, who they, they haven't played anybody really. Um, the Jags, I, I think the Dolphins have been very impressive, offensively especially, very impressive. So that's why. But obviously that'll change. And then Drew says, I guess he wasn't listening. Do you think there's any chance Fisher gets fired if they lose at home to Auburn? If they're competitive and they lose, no. If it's like, you know, 50 to 10, who knows? Thanks to Bennett for producing. Thanks to you for listening. Again, Force of the Gators, Sean Kelly here tomorrow in a one-hour sports scene tomorrow. We will see you then. You're listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. Gainesville, U251CG, Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 981FM, 850AM, WRUF.